Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of October 24th, 2022, season four, episode number 41. We talk about the massive Blink-182 reunion tour and their new album details. Also, the Strokes are working on a new album with producer Rick Rubin. Incubus sells off the publishing rights to their entire catalog, and a new documentary is coming out on November 1st on Big Audio Dynamite's Don Letts. Plus, weekly WTF and so much much more all of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com and make sure you guys watch us live on twitch every sunday at 2 p.m at twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly all right it's time for the rock news weekly podcast chris here with dahlia what's up what's up lots of things happening this week we gotta uh, get through the story uh turn that down so we can not get a feedback on Double Up. We're uh, monitoring ourselves on our Twitch channel, guys. For everybody listening uh, via the podcast the way you normally listen, watch us live, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every Sunday. We go live. You guys can watch us. Uh, so this week, week of October 24th, 2022, Season 4, Episode 41, we're going to talk about the Blink-182 Massive Reunion Tour, all the new album details. Apparently, The Strokes are working on a new album with producer Rick Rubin. That's interesting. That sounds kind of cool. Incubus selling off their publishing rights to their <laughs> entire catalog. Uh, a new documentary is coming out November 1st on Big Audio Dynamite's Don Letts. Plus, this week, uh, Weekly WTF and so much more. Everything's up at rocknewsweekly.com. Let me take one break here to put our dog away in just a second. Dahlia, can you uh, read maybe some of that info on the screen there? <laughs> Where'd you leave off? Uh, anyway, just to reiterate what Chris said, Bleak 182, massive reunion tour and new album details. Strokes working on the new album. I'm excited about that. Surprised that Rick Rubin's teaming up with them, but uh, should be interesting. I wonder what it's going to sound like with Rick Rubin um, producing that album. But anyway. All right, we'll get to that in just a bit, guys. Uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's all the same, at rocknewsweekly. Uh, all right, so let's kick it off with the tour news that was uh, the big news the past couple weeks. Blink-182's massive world tour for 2023 and 2024. Already uh, got dates for 2024, dang near two two years in advance uh, for this. Turnstile, Rise Against, the story so far, Wallows are all the special guests on multiple dates. Uh, so... What do you think of that big tour announcement and the new album details from Blink? I'm excited to hear it. Um, I didn't. I don't know if I really cared for the new song that debuted. Yeah. What is it called? Like Edger edging. or edging? edging? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, eh. Yeah, kind of middle of the road. It seems very generic. Yeah, um, and maybe that's what the youth want to hear. Well, well I, don't I think know. that's also like a very safe track to pick for the single. I'm hoping yeah. there's a lot more depth to that album than yeah. just that, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Classic Lineup's going to be releasing new music, huge world tour. They're kicking it off in Mexico, going through all of South America. They go through Canada. Uh, then they hit up the East Coast for us. It's going to be on the 22nd of June in San Jose and the 23rd of June in Sacramento. Those are going to be our dates that we're going to get next year. Yeah. But what makes me a little... I thought sus- they play, aren't they playing in Sacramento today? 
No. I thought they were out at uh, October 23rd. <laughs> hey, Blink-182 are not playing a concert today. Uh, they are not on tour until March of next year. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, they're playing San Jose June 22nd and June 23rd in Sacramento. Uh, what I am suspicious about is this uh, little gap um, that that normally... they See, we know they're not playing Aftershock. Here's the deal. Look at these dates. This is all October they're definitely not playing Aftershock, right? Yeah. So we know that for sure. But here's the deal. Look at the dates, the date gap after October, Las Vegas, Nevada, and then we get a, almost a four-month gap mm-hmm. between October and February. My prediction, they will have a second round of California shows at the end of October yeah. that they haven't announced yet because they want to sell the San Jose and Sacramento show. Right. So if you guys are like kind of pissed off, I know there was a lot of um, controversy about the on sale for these tickets. Uh, I guess Mark Hoppus even tried to get tickets himself and he couldn't. Yeah. And then the markup was ridiculous. I heard that. <laughs> Three or four hundred dollars for these tickets, and it's Ticketmaster's own policy of allowing their fans to resell verified tickets, and wow. they get the profit. It's ridiculous, man. Ticketmaster is just a bunch of scam artists. So <laughs> I know, right? Um, anyway, I'm thinking there may be more dates. Uh, so if you did, if you missed out on this round, don't worry, guys. I think there's well, going to be more. It makes sense. On the way. Like you'd think that they're going to take a break between what was that last Vegas date and it was October 21st and February. Before February. 9th. So yeah, they get they come home. They all live in California. They take a break and then do a couple shows while they're back. Yep. So, that's probably sense. that's probably the plan. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Hoppus apparently had a hard time keeping all of this secret. He ran into a fan recently at one of the Dodgers games, and a fan was super honest with him, and he approached him, asked him if there was ever a chance if he would record again, and he said the guy was so sincere that he just wanted to tell him right there. <laughs> and I imagine that's really tough for these bands, right, when they have yeah. a big, big secret announcement and they get pushed by, like, an honest fan or maybe even a family member, yeah. and they just can't tell him. Uh, so Mm-mm. kudos for him for keeping that secret. A good thing he didn't drink too much and spill the beans. <laughs> that would have been me. I'd be like, oh. Uh, let me, all right, you can't tell okay, anybody. Y'all. <laughs> right. Uh, but apparently Mark Hoppus is also working on memoir, which is kind of cool. He just beat cancer. I, I'd really actually like to read that and see kind of his outlook on life now and some of the past stuff that he went through uh, yeah. in the early days of Blink. I think it would be kind of cool. I think all of them should like collaboborate maybe on a memoir cuz like Travis Barker, he they all survived got some that plane I know. crash. I know. Like who survives a plane crash? That really? was wild. Yeah, you you're totally right. So. I mean, they all got stories to tell. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know, Tom DeLonge with all his UFO stuff, like how did he get into right? all that? See, like, yeah. They both got they all got unique stories. Um anyway, Maybe so. they're stories in their songs. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We'll listen better. They say it's their most progressive album yet. Um, he said, uh, edging is fun, but and a perfect way to remind you of, of the fun again, but just you effing wait. Okay. And so I think he's saying that edging is fun. Like, I think he's saying edging is is mainstream. It's kind of the cookie cutter song we had to put out. Yeah. But just you effing wait. So that that's cool. That that gives us a little bit of hope that yeah. there's, the album's going to have some depth to it. Well, so. hopefully. I'm waiting for it. All right, uh, big tour announcement from you. Ha- Muse. Do you not have the album, or do you? Order I did it? order it. Yes, it hasn't come in yet. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the albums are all um, the vinyl variants are sold out. They had different vinyl variants. Oh, that's right. You got the white and clear one. Yeah, I got the Travis Barker one, and then there's uh, the Tom DeLonge was the cement, and then the Mark Hoppus was the pink one. Uh. And uh, th- those are all sold out, but they have the regular black vinyl on the website still, guys. If you want to check that out. Um, all right, 2023 Muse Will of the People World Tour with Evanescence. Uh, looks like everybody was kind of worried that uh, Muse uh, only performance was going to be at Aftershock, but of course, 
they had some other tour dates uh, in in the works as it as it is with a lot of those festival shows. I, they just can't tell you yet, you know. Yeah, I think he's. <laughs> I think they're actually working with Danny Wimmer still because I saw because I I get like the alerts from Aftershock still. I saw something. Or no, it was on my Instagram, and it was said like at like this like show coming up and it said at Muse like they were yeah it's part of their deal when they do oh. stuff like that with Aftershock it's like they support the artists before and after the festival and they you know give them a little uh, get a little extra publicity oh. so some of us looks like we have our dates here coming up um, April 6th in LA they're also doing San Diego and Las Vegas in April. And you know what this uh, tells me is they're going to be headlining Coachella next year. Because oh, yeah. uh, those are all April dates uh, that right around that time for Coachella. And then they got a big old gap. They're down in Southern California that time. Look at that. And then they come up to Oregon right after. Yeah, there's that radius be. clause. Could so be. When's Coachella? It's April. I know, but... Uh, the, if, if this is put on by another Planet Entertainment, then it's all part of the deal. So oh. we'll see. But I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it just we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Mm. Do they have a new album out? Or, I mean, like, what have they been? Oh. The Will of the People came oh, out that's uh, the, oh, earlier this it. year. Got it. I think in the very beginning of this year. Yep. Uh, Trinity of Terror Tour Part 3, Black Veil Brides, Motionless and White, Ice Nine Kills. If you guys are into that with special guests at Treyu, they just announced a, a bunch of uh, tour dates, mostly on the East Coast and Southern states. So if you guys are into that, it's all coming all through November, basically, and kicks off on Halloween. All right, let's move on to some rock news. The One of the more interesting stories this week was uh, Strokes reportedly working on a new album with Rick Rubin, and the story behind it was a little interesting. He says, so he was on the Joe Rogan experience, uh, Rick Rubin was. Uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast, who knows what they were talking about? But no he, telling. He, I'll have to find that. Might be an interesting episode. Um, but he was talking about how the new album is being recorded in Costa Rica, wow. and he says, "quote They recorded the new album in Costa Rica, where they rented this house on the top of a mountain and set the band up outside." He explained it was like doing a concert for the ocean on the top of the mountain. He said it was incredible, and we did that every day, playing out. They didn't want to leave. It was the best experience. Uh, he also apparently worked on The Strokes' last album, The New Abnormal. Oh, I like that album. And Rick Rubin produced that one, so I, I guess they had a good experience, and now they're coming back. And yeah. That sounds really cool. Imagine being able to play on the top of a mountain. Yeah, and, that's man, cool. Just unbelievable. <laughs> Scroll back up. Like, we should do a side-by-side of Julian Casablancas back in 2000 and him now. Like, what happened to him? <laughs> God. Yeah, I don't know. All the drugs and alcohol yeah, just cocaine. really... Cocaine's oh, a hell of a drug. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, more news this week for Incubus. And it seems the publishing rights catalog deals are continuing right along as uh, Incubus now throwing their hat in that ring, so to speak. They've sold the rights to their entire publishing catalog wow. to Harbor View Equity Partners. Um, it's uh, they, they don't say how much they that it was sold for, the exact terms of the deal. They were not disclosed. But in addition to the band's catalog, guitarist from Incubus, Mike Enzinger, or Einzinger, sold his rights to his solo works and contributions as well. Mm. So they're just clearing house and getting a paycheck well, there. Oh, yeah, $12.4 I mean, if you're no, not no, doing no. anything. That's oh. not... that. that oh, to us, oh, album. It says the group's 100-song-plus catalog has generated 12.4 million album consumption units in oh. the U.S., uh, so we don't know how much they got for it. I would guess around maybe $10 million, 10 to $20 million for the publishing rights. We don't know, though. So I guess though. we'll just stay tuned for the 
next car commercial that's gonna be yeah. like toyota's gonna have their, their song drive yeah, you know what i mean there's so many things that we're gonna be seeing now right? yeah <laughs> um greta van fleet's josh uh kiska unfortunately has ruptured his eardrum oh, and God. requires surgery and they had to cancel some tour dates uh too bad i mean he's a young guy and rupturing yeah, his eardrum like at that age 20s? Man, that is. Uh, he How does says, that happen? He says, "Well, during I'm gonna have our to last Google that, like, during our last show in Bangor, I ruptured an eardrum, and upon further evaluation, I just been advised it needs more time to fully heal than initially anticipated. I'm working closely with my team to ensure I get proper rest. Uh, they're rescheduling the dates, but man, crazy. So uh, get well soon, and that really sucks for Josh Kiska, man. Young guy rupturing an eardrum that young, um, just probably playing on stage without the proper equipment." Uh, to, to prevent something like that, maybe in a small club with like super loud. Maybe it was too loud. Yeah, super ear. loud audio. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, yeah. And like, like you like put it in and you turn it on for the first time. You're like, ah, Could like, be. you know, or he wasn't wearing that at all. And he was just kind of free, you know, free forming it, so to speak. Uh. And maybe uh, that way as well. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty cool um, rock camp that's happening, guys. They do these uh. every year. It's a rock and roll fantasy camp. And they're going to have Kim Thiel from Soundgarden. Uh, legendary drummer Carmine Apiece from Vanilla Fudge. I can't believe he's still around. Oh, wow. That's crazy. How did he survive the 60s? <laughs> I know. I don't know. He's got some <laughs> and stories he to looks, tell. And he looks decent. He looks really good. Right there. Right? Um, yeah, Carmine was my influence, and that's a quote from John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. Oh, wow. So that shows that's you how 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 uh, old he is and what a influential drummer he is. But you like how they had to do a little... Uh, John Bonham quote they're just so in you so in yeah because I'm sure people seriously. are like who's Carmine who's Apiece that, yeah. who's Vanilla yeah. Fudge they were they were the originators man uh, anyway Robert and Dean DeLeo the brothers from STP are also going to be there uh, so if you guys are interested in that's in LA March 16th through the 19th what do they do they teach you how to play guitar yeah, and drums and stuff you get like kind of personalized experiences and lessons from these guys uh. and you can ask them questions huh. you have to pay kind of a premium price you know probably around a thousand bucks uh, but it's basically a one-on-one with these guys and kind of valuable if you're into that kind of stuff. And they'll sign stuff for you and do the whole thing. Yeah. So it's called a whole lot of a whole lot of rock from Zeppelin to Soundgarden to STP. I want to like I would want like a front man there from somebody. Maybe this is just the initial. They'll probably get somebody uh, somebody bigger, maybe no. closer, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, more rock news. This was kind of interesting and unexpected as Five Finger Death Punch's uh, lead vocalist Ivan Moody apparently announced his retirement live on stage uh and he had his daughter there up uh, look at this kind of picture it was a, apparently a touching moment he kind yeah. of surprised her he had her come out on stage and he's like i didn't tell him i was gonna do this but i need to be a better better father and be home more often so after next year uh we're done and basically he says in the quote he said he goes Quote, the last 15 years of my life, I've toured the world, and through that time, many of you parents know, hard workers, I missed a lot of time with my kiddos, so I made them a deal today, and I'm going to stick to it. After this year, I'm going to make one more Five Finger Death Punch album, and then I'm retiring from heavy metal. So, I thought that was kind of cool, and doing it for what seems to be the right reasons. Yeah. I don't know if that's really the reason, but we'll see. And maybe it means... a good excuse. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe it means his family life was suffering pretty bad, and they're like, you know, these kids are in an influential age. They want their dad home. Like, unless you're bringing your family on tour with you, like... Yeah. It's got to be hard, and, like, your kids are like, oh, okay, he's got probably, what, a 15-year-old now, and he's like, whoa. Very true. 
Um, when did that happen? This is a cool documentary. Check this out. It's the story of Don Letts. Uh, he's the guy that uh, collaborated with The Clash's Mick Jones. They founded Big Audio Dynamite right after The Clash broke up. And Don Letts is a really cool guy. He's a legendary rebel of British counterculture. This uh, new thing is called Rebel, rebel Dread, excuse me, and it's in cinemas and on digital on the 4th of March coming out next year. Uh, and it's pretty neat. Um, it's uh, basically talking about his life, how he was one of the uniting forces in that scene across punk rock, reggae, rap, hip-hop, street art, music, filmmaking, and beyond during the 80s in uh, British counterculture. So if you guys are into that, check it out. Uh, he was a, a big dude with Mick Jones from The Clash, so looks to be a really interesting uh, release. All right, Green Day celebrating, I think it's the 25th anniversary. I can't believe that. Wow. Came out in 1997. Look how young they look on I that know, album right? Cover. All full of hope. <laughs> must have been in their 20s there. Early Green Day, uh, This is we're looking at a picture of some of the vinyl and a poster that's included there, along with some memorabilia, all kinds of stuff. Uh, 25th anniversary of Nimrod. Make sure you guys check it out. Came out November 14th, 1997. Wow. So uh, pretty wild. Uh, so that's going to be coming out next year, January 27th. Cool guy called out here. I know. So if you guys don't know, like we we record this, we do this podcast from our home. Literally in our garage. And literally, it, this is, yeah, the and, garage. And there's, uh, we have a, a, a bunch of neighbors next door that are partying right now. And there's like some motorcycle guy that's been out <laughs> there cool revving guy, his motorcycle. Cool guy called, babe. Having a blast. So excuse all that. <laughs> uh, but okay, did you hear about this Weezer billboard ad saga? That's going on in Utah. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. <laughs> this is hilarious. So a guy took out a billboard. He paid for this that simply said Weezer in Comic Sans. And that was it on the billboard. Wow. And he did it as a stunt, kind of like a publicity stunt, right? Well, Weezer found out about it. And about a mile up the road, Weezer purchased another billboard. And it just simply says in Comic Sans, thanks to whoever bought the billboard down the road, Weezer. <laughs> Now, yes. here's the two pictures of them. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Isn't that great? So <laughs> I just love it when a band has like a, a they're, they're switched on. They got a sense of humor. and That's uh, awesome that they found out about it <laughs> and found a billboard that was close and available. It says the guy's now preparing a response on another billboard yes. or, or to update his own billboard with a response. So we'll see. The Wizard, uh, the Weezer billboard saga continues. I'm going to have to follow them on Instagram yeah, just, to keep, to. <laughs> just to keep Just to keep Look at this picture it. here of oh his ID card. Oh, my God. Uh, this is when <laughs> Rivers he was in Cuomo. When he was in college in 1996, he was apparently a student yeah, at what Harvard. What were we in sixth or seventh grade in 1996? Yeah, we're uh, yeah 13 we're, years We're old. dating ourselves. <laughs> uh, but here's a picture of his ID card. He had to show it as proof because he says when he was there, no one knew who he was. He was there at Weezer on the campus in 1996, and he says. Uh, what what is it says he had a procedure done on his leg so he was walking with a cane and he also had grown a beard and so no one knew it was him he's like i just look like some really old super weird really super weird old guy and he recalled being in music class once and some of the kids asked him what he'd been doing over the summer break and he said i was like uh we're going on tour with no doubt i'm in weezer minds were blown at that moment (laughs) (laughs) so that's hilarious isn't that a funny little id card yeah, and it's—he's a really recall. sharp guy, smart dude. Yeah, they—they sh- they have like his date of birth on there as well. What is—is is that his date of birth? I think 1972, maybe. Six thirty, six thirteen seventy. Yeah, something like mm. that. 
Uh, all right, so apparently, guys, there is an unfinished Chris Cornell Eddie Van Halen collaboration sitting inside the studio at 5150 Studios. And Chris uh, Cornell guitarist Pete Thorne revealed all this information in a new interview with Loudwire. He, he tells the story. He says Cornell was recording his 2009 solo album, Scream, and Cornell asked Van Halen to play on one of the tracks. Um, producer Dave Freeman hooked the pair up with Thorne recalling, quote, 45 minutes later, he texts me and says, Ed wants you to call him back. Here's his cell phone number. They drove down to 5150 Studios, and it was just so cool. He said uh, they recorded it, and he says... I don't want to get anyone excited about thinking it ever got finished because it didn't, but he did work on it. I would go up there over the next couple weeks and he played on it, and I'd be like, I can't believe this is happening, myself and Eddie on a track. But it's a long story, but it never got a vocal on it by Chris, and Ed got busy doing the next Van Halen album right about then, so it just never ended up getting finished. But he huh. says, so at the studio, there's a 24-track tra- tra- reel with that on it, and someday I'd love to hear it. So, pretty cool. I thought I'd throw that out there. All right, in memoriam this week, uh, a, a quick in memoriam and a shout out to Angela I didn't Lansbury. Did know Angela Lansbury died? She did at oh, the age sad. of 96. Yes, just days before her 97th birthday, too. Oh, man. She was an amazing um, stage actress as well. She was in a lot of Broadway yeah. uh, performances, and one of my favorites was her uh, role as, on Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. And it was filmed for a DVD release. And if you guys ever get the chance, check it out. The Demon Barbarous Fleet Street with Angela Lansbury. That's her on the left. Yeah. And she's amazing in that. It's just killer. So I just wanted to give a shout out to her. I love Murder, She Wrote. It's one of my guilty pleasures. Um, <laughs> we we watch it all of the time. That's we like do. one of the things we watch before we go to bed, like that in the X-Files. We do. Very true. <laughs> all right. It's time for an ad, guys. And then we're going to get some rock birthdays. So let's do uh, let's do some krill reserve for you guys right now. <laughs> and now a message from one of our sponsors. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild, mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, Yar! You need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! Gotta get our hair in here. It's time for the rock birthdays of the week. Yes, uh, let's get to it. Rock birthdays of the week. Dahlia, how about you take this? You're going to read the rock birthdays of the week, all right? I need my glasses. 
Okay, who do we have? Okay, rock birthdays. What do we have? Gary Malibur, former drummer and songwriter of the Steve Miller Band. Also worked with Bruce Springsteen, Warren Zevon, Bob wow. Seger, America, Van Morrison, Holy shit. Bonnie Raitt, Eddie Money, Jackson Brown, and others. He's yeah, he must have been a session drummer. He's uh, with that many people. 76. Is it today? Uh, this this airs. week. It's this it's week. This week. Mm. All right. All right. Who do we have next? Jeff Keith, lead singer of Tesla, turned 64 this week. Okay. Who else we have? Sammy hey, Hagar. what's up, man? Hey, it's my birthday this week, man. <laughs> we miss Sammy. Uh, Sammy Hagar, rock singer, sometimes with Van Halen, 75. That's Still going right. strong. 75, man. Doing all that tequila, agave stuff. <laughs> Cabo Wabo Cabo tequila. Wabo. All right. Robert Lamb, singer keyboardist of Chicago, turned 78 this week. This is the tallest keyboardist on earth. Yeah, it looks weird. <laughs> it looks like disproportionate. extremely tall. His torso looks really long. Uh, right. Anyway, Justin Hayward, singer guitarist of the Moody Blues, turned 76 this wow, week. Wow, 76. Yep. And Dan McCafferty, singer of Nazareth, turned 76 this looks week. Looks like that um, comedian Ron White. It does look like Ron White. Oh my God. <laughs> so, hey, hey, one of our favorites. Michael McKean, actor. I didn't know he was in Laverne and Shirley. Mm -hmm. Actor Laverne and Shirley's Lenny, and this is, and this is Spinal Tap's David Saint Hubbins. David Saint Hubbins, that's right, and uh, supposedly Spinal Tap working on a sequel know, uh, with the original mean. cast. I cannot wait for that. Oh my god, I can imagine. Killer, right? Yeah, Christopher Guest, right? He's oh yeah. Dude, uh, strikes Harry again. Shearer. Yep. Be awesome if they still had like the original outfits or replicated them. Oh, really they well. got to do something like that, right? Anyway, moving on. Ziggy Marley, reggae singer, son of Bob Marley. If you did not know, turns fifty-four this week. Wow. Fifty-four. Wow! 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 Yep. All right, Rick Lee, drummer, ten year of ten years after, turned seventy-seven this week. Still going. Look at that. He's grinding. Here's the tallest uh, trumpet, <laughs> trumpet player on earth. Player. Oh we had the tallest keyboardist player on earth, and now we have the tallest trumpet player on earth. Oh, I don't know how to. Lee, Lee Lofname. <laughs> trumpet player of Chicago turned 77. I don't. How did anyone know Chicago had a trumpet player? Yeah, like, you know, Saturday in oh, the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, do oh, the, they, yeah, they got yeah, that yeah. badass horn section. Chicago's got oh, one of yeah, the best... They, do. they got one of the best I horn sections. I haven't heard enough yeah. Chicago Yeah, they're, songs they're pretty good. Be... All right. Steve Lukather, guitarist of Toto. Okay, okay. <laughs> he looks crazy. I need, like, those, um, like, little... <laughs> He's 65. Spelled. Or like a little cheat sheet. Hey, who's this? Next time, I'll make myself one. It's Eddie Brigatti. Eddie Brigatti. <laughs> Singer percussionist of the Rascals turned 77 this week. Robert Trujillo, bassist of Metallica, turns 58 this 58. week. 58. I like that guitar. It's yeah, got like a like, denim vibe to it. Yeah. Does it, it look like denim? Yeah. Like a distressed pair of jeans or something. Yeah. Very cool. I like it. Uh, all right. I think that's his signature model, too. 
See how it says Trujillo on the headstock right there? Oh, uh, I can't I, see from here. I thought it said Fender. <laughs> yeah, I think it says Trujillo, and I think it's his. Uh, it's a signature Fender. It uh. is a Fender, but I think it's his. It's meant to look distressed like this, uh, the way Jaco Pastorius, he was trying to emulate that similar style. Mm. Very cool. All right. Happy birthday, Robert. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got some trivia, so mm. let's get to it. We got on this week in rock and roll history trivia. It is me, yes. We do all of our own intros here. Yeah. So this week in rock and roll history trivia, guys, this album by this band hits number one on the album charts in 1973. Stays there for four weeks. What band was it, Dahlia? What album? Was it A, Goat's Head Soup by the Rolling Stones? B, Billion Dollar Babies by Alice Cooper? C, Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin? Mm. All, all number one albums in 1973. Or was it D, I Brush My Teeth with Raw Cocaine Paste <laughs> by Cocaine Crosby and the Peruvian Parakeet That's Band? That's so gross. Uh, Which one? I'm going to have to go, you know, I was going to go with Alice Cooper, but I don't know. I'm going with Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy. This week in 1973, hits number one, stayed for four weeks. Was it Led Zeppelin? Drumroll, nope. please. It was Goat's Head Soup uh, from we need the Rolling a, uh, Stones. These are the two album covers. Uh, this <laughs> one was the first one that uh, the record label didn't like. Uh, they thought it was controversial and uh, disturbing. And so well, they changed it to, oh, let's put Mick just Jagger's has a little ba- hint. <laughs> head in a <the> bag. <laughs> it's got a little hint of Satanism in there, just a little. Yeah, a little bit. A little sprinkle there. <laughs> Goat's God. Head Soup. Yeah, Jeez. it was a big album for them. Uh, new rock metal albums out this week also, guys. October 21st, we have new albums out from Arctic Monkeys, Architects, Avantasia, Avatarium, Black Math Horseman, Black Royale, Black Veil Brides, Cabal, Ches Kane, Crooked Royals, Exhumed, God Alone, Gospelheim, Gothminister, Grand, In This Moment, Iron Allies, The New Roses, Orden Ogan, ORK, Ruby the Hatchet, Serena Telly, Serge Tankian has a new EP uh, for System of Down fans. It's called Perplex Cities. Striper, I can't believe that. Holy shit, Striper's still Striper? around. Striper? My God, from the 80s. Striper. Oh, I was going to say, are they, the final are they battle. up on stage in I wheelchairs? I cannot believe that. Ugly Kid Joe also has uh-huh. a new album called Rad Wings of Destiny, which is a clever play on words from the Judas Priest track, Sad Wings of Destiny. Interesting. Uh, which Fever also has a new album out. Very cool. So, movie TV entertainment news. Did you hear all this stuff about Bill Murray? Apparently, um, picked Seth Green up by the ankles and threw him in a trash can when he was nine years old. <sighs> On the uh, uh, this was backstage at Saturday Night Live. Here's a picture from when he hosted uh, Saturday Night uh, Saturday Night Live that year in 1992. Seth Green says, "I did a spot on Saturday Night Live when Mary Gross was one of the on-scene uh, anchor people for the news. She did a whole thing about what kids think about the Christmas holiday. So this is backstage, and he says Murray saw me sitting on the arm of his chair, made a big fuss about it, me being in his seat." And I was like, that's absurd. I'm sitting on the arm of this couch. Those several lengths of this sofa kindly F off. And he was like, that's my chair. While Green's mom suggested he should move, Green resisted. He said, quote, are you this much of a jerk? This rude to tell a nine-year-old to get out of your chair? What is this power play, he said. And then he says, Bill Murray, quote, 
picked me up by my ankles, held me upside down. He dangled me over a trash can, and he was like, the trash goes in the trash can. And I was screaming, and I swung my arms, flailed, full contact with his balls. He dropped me in the trash can. The trash can falls over. I was horrified. I ran away, hid under the table in my dressing room, and just cried. It's like he didn't break his neck. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, man. Yeah. Wild. Um, All right. So news from around the world. Uh, did, did you hear about this? This is a really cool, like, they're delving into the history of the asteroid that apparently killed the dinosaurs and triggered this massive earthquake. They're saying that it was a month, a month's, months long mega earthquake that actually did a lot of the damage to, to the earth and to the dinosaurs. Yeah, weren't they like mile high waves? Yeah. According to the press release, it says the earthquake shook the earth uh, in the wake of the asteroid impact. 50,000 times more powerful than the most powerful earthquake we've ever recorded. It was 50 times that. Um, and then here's an artist rendering of the impact of the um, uh, the asteroid, and they call it Chickzulub. Chickzulub. And that, that's the impactor, this uh, Chickzulub impactor. And it apparently originated in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter and hit our planet eventually. Mm-hmm. And it was this six-mile-wide asteroid that came from Earth or from outer space that hit Earth. So it's pretty neat. They're saying that the, yeah. it, it killed all the dinosaurs and 75% of the world's animal species. It created a 90-mile-wide crater. And uh, they did this like trajectory history of it and figured it out. And I thought that was just amazing. We're able it's to find out that stuff now, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So weekly WTF. Before I reveal it, what what do you think the slowest drive-through in America is? They the d- slowest drive-through for fast food. For fast food. What if do you mean, like as far as like the service takes forever? Yes. But your wait time. Oh, okay. In- uh, well, <laughs> Habit Burger because they make everything fresh. It takes forever. Habit Burger, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's Chick Fil A. Oh, do they make everything fresh too? Of the top ten fast food chains in the nation, I doubt they. I cook bet their if there were. Fresh. What do you think they have? Raw chicken that they're cooking? No, like to, like a lot of times they pre-make, or it's like patties they just deep fry. The chicken hotspot has the most cars in line at any given time. Oh. Four point seven four. Um, it's also tied for first place for customer satisfaction, though. Mm. So that's why they're busy. It's like Costco. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why they're busy, right? I guess food's good. I mean, well, don't eat late at night because they're doing these new studies that uh, people are healthier when they set their eating window earlier in the day. When they eat an hour or two after waking up until mid afternoon, they say is the best time. Studies show it's far more healthier to skip dinner than breakfast, or better yet, to eat dinner no later than 3 p.m. Researchers are increasingly finding that if we make our evening meal the biggest of the day, we're putting ourselves on a path to disease and maybe even early death. Mm. So, interesting. That is interesting. Something to maybe think about. Maybe we should stop eating late. We need to stop yeah. eating chips in bed. <laughs> uh, this man gave up, cook- gave up cooking meat after an acid trip, oh. and apparently he eats his steak raw now. Yeah. This guy took acid, 22 years old. He was eat and he's eating uncooked meat now, which he claims makes him stronger and more sharp. He says he eats about two pounds of raw meat a day. He says when Why? I'm eating an abundance of any form of raw meat, I feel a truly heightened amount of energy and a sense of focus. Isn't <laughs> that crazy? People are nuts, man. Uh, yeah, truly. Did you hear that the Cookie Monster's name is Sid? I think 
I think I knew that from like a long time ago. Yeah. Well, they did reveal it back in 2004, but it kind of went under the radar. And apparently he made an Instagram post and he says, quote, did you know me name is Sid? But <laughs> me still like to be called Cookie Buster. And people were pissed. People were like, there's no way. They wanted to see uh, his birth certificate. Uh, people, it kind of went viral that uh, Cookie's name is Sid. People are so stupid. <laughs> God. Yeah. Like, who cares that much? Who cares, right? God. Good for you, Sid. We love you. All right, that's it for the Rock News Weekly Podcast this week, guys. Watch us live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Give us a like and a follow on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. And uh, make sure you check out our episode for uh, from Aftershock and check out all the interviews that we had out there. We are going to put it behind the subscriber paywall soon, so make sure you guys check that out. Yep. Have a good rest of your week. We'll see you next week, guys. Peace. Peace.